so who was this actually for? You didn't do anything. <laughs> what are you bowing for? It was, for me, a waste of time. <laughs> Honestly, just back to Grand Phillips for two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fish from nightmares. <laughs> You're my angel. You're my darling baby. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, we're talking all about ABC's The Little Mermaid Live. Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better, don't wear it's better, take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day, out in the sun, they slave away. Okay, so before we give our initial reactions, because we have a lot of them, let's talk about what The Little Mermaid Live actually was, in comparison to other live musicals. We were duped into watching The Little Mermaid movie, (laughs) which is fine. I enjoyed it. The Little Mermaid Live, ABC's hybrid of a live musical, but also a movie event, was first announced in 2017. Clearly we're in 2019, not sure what happened in the two years, but if they were working on it for two years, it didn't show that they were working on it? I don't think they were working on this for two years. (laughs) I think they announced it and then saw other ones go Mm -hmm. not so great and Mm kind of put it on the back burner, but then this was timed perfectly for the release of Disney+, Plus, plus the 30th anniversary for The Little Mermaid, and... I think the stars just ended up lining up and it came out here. In the meantime, there was also A Little Mermaid at the Hollywood Bowl in 2016 that starred Sarah Bareilles and Rebel Wilson. And then there was also... And John Samos. Was he in that one too? Yes. Because then there was also a Leah Michelle at the Hollywood Bowl in May of this year, which completely went over my head. Peter Gallagher was King Triton in this Leah Michelle version. Harvey Firestein was Ursula, which is correct casting. Cheech from Cheech and Chong with Chef Louie. I don't know why this character keeps getting cast. Like, I didn't think that he was a huge part of the movie. Not memorable to me. And then I know that this ABC Live was supposed to come out before Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar is the greatest live TV musical they've done so far, and I don't know how they're going to ever top it. Well, we don't know that they're ever going to top it because... Let's throw it way back to February when we did an episode on Rent Live. It was our second episode. And we ended that episode by saying that Hair was NBC's next live musical. Legitimately, the next day, an article came out that NBC had canceled Hair. Yeah. Because the ratings of Rent were so low. There was no reason for them to do it. The cost versus what the money they were going to make from it just didn't make sense. Also, Hair needs to be censored. and Yeah, it just didn't it, make sense yeah. for for a choice for this honestly something like the little mermaid kind of does make sense because it's so family friendly and i do think that initial numbers that are coming out it did pretty well and as we discussed on our facebook group it was literally just an advertisement for disney the entire night yes there was a frozen 2 clip in there great we were watching all this disney there's a lady in the tramp trailer for disney plus oh wow i didn't even see that so yeah it was just a big ad for disney that being said we need to discuss what we thought about this hybrid performance of movie slash live performance. What was your initial reaction? They cut to the movie a lot more than I thought they were going to, mm-hmm. which I guess they only cut for it for the cut to it for the songs, but it just felt like so much of the emotional work was being done by the cartoon and not by the performers we were seeing. So it felt kind of disjointed and we didn't have that like connection to 
the live actors we were seeing. When yeah. Shaggy came out as Sebastian, it was like, is that the same person? That's like the same character? It wasn't cohesive. So, full disclosure, I wanted to pre-record an episode because I thought that this was going to be garbage and that we would hate it because just based off of reports of what this hybrid was, I was not interested. After watching it, I kind of hated it. Was it garbage? Maybe. Did I enjoy myself? Yes. I don't know that I enjoyed myself, though. I love all of these. Like, this gives me joy no matter what. So So just to say that, let me quote you from our Rent Live episode. (laughs) Steph said in February... Even the worst live musical on TV is still a gift to me. It is, honestly. (laughs) It really is. So you feel the same way? I really do. Like, I will sit there. I mean, my whole family watched. My dad was like, ugh, in front of the TV. (laughs) We're watching, you know, Shaggy come out in his, like, red Eddie Murphy. No claws. (laughs) No claws. No hat. We're watching the dog named Bagel come out. and like The dog was great. The dog was cute. He was so big. Yeah. And it was just... An enjoyable evening. So something that really bothered me was the movie transition into the live performances. Like every live musical, I will always say this until the end of time. The audience needs to chill. They are clapping and cheering way too loud, which is fine. But the producers and everybody working on this big extravagant event need to turn down that volume. I am not interested in seeing a scene from the movie end and outrageous applause for no reason when someone walks out. The sound mix is always difficult on these. I I think the live musicals they've done previously with no audience were really just dead feeling and like mm-hmm. they were performing into a void. So the live audience tried to solve that but then there's going too far in a different direction where you're not being able to hear the performers, the sound mix is off. And sometimes there's, like, a slight distraction a little bit. Yeah. These ones didn't bother me as much. Really? Really. I, I don't know. I was so annoyed. Rent Live bothered me more than Rent these. Live, I think, was pretty bad. We talked about that Jesus Christ Superstar did that right. Yes. Because they that also felt more like a concert yeah. than these two did. There was an interesting article on EW that I got very into. And it was asking who this event was for. And if it's for the movie fans, why didn't they just have the movie? And if it's for the theater fans, there wasn't enough human performance that was happening to please that audience. So who was this actually for? I don't know. I don't know either. Like, you can say that they could just air the movie, and I guess, and I'm sure they have aired the movie on TV, but we didn't make it an event that we had to live tweet. So this did catch our attention and get us excited to watch it. But yes and no, because I don't think that this was as advertised as other live musicals in the past. I do know that this was inspired and heavily influenced by the way that they do the performances at the Hollywood Bowl mm-hmm. with the movie team. in the background yes so I can understand playing the movie in the background and having the live performances when I am sitting there live to mm-hmm. have that happen and watch it through your tv just doesn't really work for me honestly when I was watching I hadn't seen the little mermaid in a long time not since I was little same and I was watching and me and my mom said 
wow, I forgot how good this movie is, how yeah. enjoyable it was. They kept interrupting it. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm getting into this. <laughs> yeah. And props to Disney because it entire... It looked remastered that entire. It was very clear. The super underwater crisp. scenes, like the way they captured the movement and the light of the water is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about some of that because this wasn't just a straight singing performance. There was a lot going on in the background, maybe too much at some points, but there was almost like Cirque du Soleil-esque performers well, for some parts. To capture the swimming, I guess, they had yeah. people on wires. Yeah, starfish and coral. Yes. They were all people. I was stressed for Auli'i when she was flying and singing. Yes. I'm like, get that breath control, girl. <laughs> it looked cool. Yes, no, it, it really captured the movement of a mermaid. But it also, again, felt weird to do this for like three minutes and then go back to the movie and then for other scenes when Ursula gets all like scary and big mm-hmm. that could have been a great moment for Queen Latifah to come out and they just, we just watched the movie. took a wide shot of the movie and the crowd watching the movie I don't need to see the crowd watch the movie <laughs> just show me the movie or show me Queen Latifah now that we're talking about people I feel okay. like we need to talk about performances Okay. who is the star for you? for me my favorite performer was Evan Goldman himself Graham Phillips. He was so great. <laughs> He's so cute. This is just going to be me thirsting over him for the next 30 minutes. For anybody that doesn't know, Graham Phillips is super cute. <laughs> Google him. I'm sure we'll... Actually, we've probably tweeted <laughs> pictures. I tweeted a picture of him as a 13-year-old. He is, of all of them, the only person that is actually a theater actor. Yeah, so he made his Broadway debut in 13 on Broadway. He was probably like 13, 14, maybe as the lead, Evan Goldman, and he's kind of, I don't know if he's been back on Broadway since, but he, I'm a big Good Wife fan, so he spent seven seasons on and off The Good Wife as Alicia's son. Mm-hmm. He was super cute on that, too. I'm going to pull up a tweet. <laughs> We're just going to start this now. We are shouting out a bunch of tweets, and I feel like it's just appropriate to any time that we find a tweet that just Speaks resonates. Yeah. So now that we are on the topic of Graham Phillips, I have a tweet from Mr. Andrew Barth Feldman. <laughs> Evan Goldman was already a prince. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. And then another one from Jackson McHenry, the Little Mermaid live star, Ariana Grande's ex, <laughs> former good wife son, Riverdale villain. True! And oh 13 God. the musical star, Graham Phillips. Congrats to Graham for apparently being the only human lead who got introduced before his character. That's true, because he opened the show when he came out and did that stereotypical like musical theater boy run to the... Was that a scene in the movie? I don't that know. That they just did live? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I need to watch this movie now. And I think that was also weird with some of the parts of it being live and then not live. There were parts that... I would have liked to see them lead into their songs mm-hmm. with actual acting that they yes, didn't do. Yes, I really feel the disjointedness was the fact that we only saw them singing and we didn't see them actually acting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's singing her voice, but we haven't really seen you guys interact. Yeah. Also, We've seen those... you cartoon interact, but we haven't seen you yes. as actors interact. Yeah. So it was weird. For those listening who might not know, the song Her Voice that Graham Phillips sings is from the Broadway show, which was kind of nice to hear a couple songs from that. Mm -hmm. Somewhere she is singing and her song is meant for me. And her voice, it's sweet as angels sighing. And her voice, it's warm as summer sky. They didn't sing my favorite song, and they didn't sing the internet's favorite song, She's in Love. This tweet is from Jenna Ramos, and she said, 
I'm honestly more pissed about them not doing She's in Love than the fact that I was duped into watching the animated movie with occasional live performances. Me too. Someone swimming in the sea. K I S S I N G. That would have been a great song. That song is Flounder's song, and let's not Aww. talk about the way that Flounder looked. <laughs> Actually, let's talk about the way that Flounder looked, because all of the tweets were like, that is a fish from nightmares. <laughs> and he was just super creepy. We have a tweet from Ben Ruhala who said, Was the Flounder puppet an understudy? I don't know what that was. It looks so budget. It, it looks so budget. The scale of it was wrong. It was like not like <laughs> it was bad enough. Wrong. If that makes sense. I just when when she was sitting there singing "Part of Your World" to this creepy puppet, <laughs> it was like plasticky. It was shiny. But then it had rainbow scales. I don't know. It was just <laughs> really strange. But yeah, to sing a couple Broadway songs, it was her voice and "If Only," which I'm not super familiar with. "If Only," but apparently it's a quartet and they sang it as a duo. Oh, it was which... sweet. That that moment worked for me, honestly. Oh, what I would give if only you could Memories fade, strange how they blur, but when she calls to me, I'll know. It's her. With his cape. With his cape. The cape worked for me too. (laughs) (laughs) The way that they staged it with the wall in between them was very angstily leaning against the wall. But also like very legally blonde when they're both up against the door. I was like, like, they're just going to break it down. Back to the sun. What is this reminding me of? It's fully the Legally Blonde yeah, tape performance yeah. when they're like on either side of her yeah. dorm room door. I also had a problem with, as we said, Shaggy's costume. Shaggy. And kind of me. just Shaggy in general. You're my angel. You're my darling baby. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many Wasn't tweets. <laughs> there were so many tweets about this just being Shaggy's show and everyone was just <laughs> along for the ride. I enjoyed Shaggy. I don't know. That outfit was weird. Yeah. But... I know that you compared it to Eddie Murphy, but yeah. the internet also compared it to Michael Jackson Thriller, yeah. but also Britney Spears Oops, I did it again. <laughs> the red, like... <laughs> Latex. Latex outfit. Yeah, I don't know. And then I saw a lot of people... Uh, do you remember when the Amanda show, when they're like, <laughs> bring in the dancing lobsters? Like, that's what I kept thinking of. Well, He's Sebastian a is supposed to be this lovable super cute sort of voice of reason character for Ariel and Shaggy just was the complete opposite of that but it's also hard to have that character development when he's on stage for like maybe three minutes like there was no connection between Shaggy's performance and the cartoons animation of Sebastian yeah I did not feel that they were the same character we had discussed prior to watching this whether it would be like a side by side yeah I thought they'd be performing in front of the movie which is what they did at the Hollywood Bowl but I feel like that might have been better maybe or like having like a little picture in picture in the corner yeah but maybe they weren't lining up exactly or they changed some of the lyrics I think so it could, wouldn't work yeah. perfectly another actor in the show was Queen Latifah who the internet 
seem to really enjoy her performance. She's usually great. Like, she always turns up a good performance. Yeah, I think out of all of them, her costume was the best. I loved her entrance with the tentacles. The tentacles stole the show for me. The tentacles were great. I felt she couldn't move properly in that outfit. Yeah. So it was kind of difficult for her to perform because I was like... She can't walk. She needs to figure out how she's getting down the stairs. I read a tweet that when she was doing all the stuff for Poor Unfortunate Souls with the fireworks, she burned her hand. Oh, wow. And just kept going. And then I had this realization when I was watching it that Poor Unfortunate Souls and When You're Good to Mama are basically the same song. Also both sung by Queen Latifah. Yes. Just your voice, your poor and fortunate soul. It's sad, but true. When you're good to mama. She's definitely someone that people forget that she can do these things Mm -hmm. but again I didn't have the same reaction as everybody else I feel like Ursula is as you said the most iconic villain for sure and I almost wanted her to be meaner and scarier more over the top yeah but again I don't know that she was allowed to play yeah they didn't give her that full opportunity to do that if i was gonna be in this show i would want to be ursula oh it's great poor unfortunate souls is the best song it's really i did enjoy though the puppetry that they had of the flotsam and jetsam in the background with the guys that were in the full Mm -hmm. blacks as i was watching this and there were like bubbles in the background (laughs) remember when we saw the voyage to the little mermaid at hollywood studios yes that was almost as good as this. Honestly, yeah. It wasn't she just Maybe an animatronic? The, Ursula was an animatronic. Yes, 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 yes. That scene was fine for me. The Poor Unfortunate Souls. I also enjoyed her doing the voice into the mm-hmm. shell. That mm-hmm. was kind of cool because they did sort of have the movie in the background. I felt that moment where Vanessa looked in the mirror and saw... Ursula was so tacky. Same. It was so cheap. It looked so bad. I was like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. It was just like a I even weird, knew it was going to come. I it was felt just a it. weird transition. It looked like someone did it on Photoshop in their 11th grade project. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't do that. Stop. Whereas like other moments where they melded the cartoon with the with the live were much better like at the end of part of your world when you're in the overhead shot and they have the cartoon surrounding her I was like oh that's beautiful yeah but that moment with Ursula just was cringe for me yeah the star of the show is obviously Ariel and she was played by Ali E. Cravalho who I mean this girl's already a Disney princess if anyone's seen Moana Moana and as okay as I thought she was I don't know that Ariel is the correct role for her as a person she sings so beautifully in Moana, and mm. honestly, I may be the only person to say this, but I loved her in Rise <laughs> on NBC. If you remember, this is a Rise hate podcast. So. <laughs> she obviously sang songs from Spring Awakening, and mm. I think she has a really pretty tone to her voice. I don't think she's a great belter. She's very young. Yes, I do. Her Moana performance is so, like, subtle and pretty. Yeah. And Ariel, you just want her to, like, sore at the end I don't know if she really did that yeah and also like you said earlier her doing the swimming flying that was probably work. really difficult on her voice to be I able would to like, be like I'm the not core work of singing this. plus flying through the air was a as lot. someone who sang part of your world <laughs> for their grade 4 talent show 
I can tell you that that song is hard to sing. The end really builds and you have to hit those mm-hmm. notes. And while you're doing a million other no. things, you can't focus on that. Ready to send it. Ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and what is it? What's the word? Her being on wires kind of limited her movement a lot. She was always either sitting or being dragged somewhere. So she couldn't have natural movements. Everything had to be exactly where it was. So that probably stunted her performance as well. Yeah. I also don't think that her, well, as you said, her and Graham Phillips had zero time together. They sat in a canoe for Kiss the Girl and barely looked at each other. I know. That was like the first time they had been together. There's a really cute video on Instagram, though. I know, that video is so cute. <laughs> She's getting her hair and makeup in, and he's like, gets there later, because obviously he just, like, puts on a costume and rolls up, and he just comes behind her, and they're just, like, looking in the mirror like, at each other. Like, hand on his shoulder. And I was like, wow, this is cute. Like, they, like, work together. They developed like, just, that chemistry. Yeah. But because we'd only seen the cartoon versions of him and her together, the first time we saw them together, I think, was Kiss the Girl. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, they're about to kiss, but, like, have they met? Like, for us, they haven't met. Like, yeah. it, it was just disjointed. It was weird. And I also think that because we're focusing on those performances, it also makes the actual plotline of the movie kind of more confusing. Everybody was commenting on the, but daddy, I love him. I know you commented as well. <laughs> you don't even know him, Ariel. <laughs> oh, he's cute. Like, I'll give you that. Like, this is a Grand right, Phillips but- Thirst podcast. <laughs> but at that point, they hadn't even seen each no, other never met. in person. So it was just kind of as you said, disjointed. I also thought that for Disney, who I put very high at the top of companies, their camera work was weird. There's I saw we saw the cameraman. Like multiple times we saw the cameraman. Though if you ever watch Dance with the Stars, which is also on ABC, their camera work sometimes is nutty and bad. Maybe it's an ABC problem. Maybe it's an ABC Live people. Thing. Like, not to hate on your cameraman. Do something about it. <laughs> it's not it. even the camera. It's the person who's calling the shots. And it's a hard job to do a live musical. Like, I don't yeah. take away from that at all. But I assume you rehearse these shots. You know where people are going to be at all times. They've been rehearsing this in September. And I was like, where? You when? Know where your cameramen are. You should know what shots you're going to. They've run this so many times yeah. at this point. And we should say that this was executive produced and directed by Hamish Hamilton, who does... A million things, but most of the stuff that he's famous for are the Super Bowl halftime performances. Oh, so he so knows a as live someone, performance. And not just a live performance, but a live performance that is multi-angle, a lot so of much happening. Involved, a lot it of just, moving like, parts. None of this worked for me. None of it. I wouldn't go as far as to say it didn't work for me because as I said, I love all of this. Yeah. I really do. When Graham Phillips <laughs> came out and pet that dog at the beginning. Oh, I have joy right now. <laughs> And it just lasted for the whole two it hours. Did. So that wedding gown she wore at the end, beautiful. I was like, wow, who did these costumes? This wedding gown is gorgeous. Yeah. Another problem I had, as I'll just, as you talk <laughs> about your pos- like, positivity. This is great. This might be the most negative podcast we will ever put out. Don't for worry, you. guys. Our next episode is really positive. <laughs> We've already recorded it because we were ready to release it in case this was trash. But we do think that it is necessary to talk about things that we don't enjoy as much. Oh, yeah. You have to trust our opinion. So here we are. Something that I hated was... (laughs) Hate. (laughs) They had these weird 
captions come up with these sort of like boomerang versions of the cast <laughs> that would say part of your world in two minutes as part of your world was already on shaggy in three minutes it's like okay i didn't know shaggy was that much of a draw and but... then the one that was the most misleading was the big finale they did nothing <laughs> like they had no king triton actor so i felt like a lot of the end would have been nice to do with live performances but they didn't have a triton i feel like not casting triton was kind of a missed opportunity they could have had someone great do triton norm lewis <laughs> bring norm lewis from the Broadway production um I just feel like that's, it's not a singing role. No. So you could have really cast anybody. Yeah. Bring Peter Gallagher back. Like, he would be a great Triton. Yeah. He was busy. His daughter was on Broadway. He has, like, that kind of presence. And that last scene when they're getting married and they're at the wedding, that would have been, like, a really emotional moment to watch the performers do. Yeah. Instead of watching the movie, and then the movie ends and they just take their bows. I'm like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> what are you bowing for? It's true. I just don't understand. Was the big finale bringing out Amber Riley to sing with her microphone not working? Because I would have liked to hear that. You know who was the true MVP of that? Jody Benson walking oh the dog. God. I was like, yes, Jody Benson and Bagel. <laughs> that was something that a lot of people were saying that they wish that Jody Benson would that have. That would have been lovely. She could have sang Part of Your World with Ali E at the end. That would have been, been a really cute. Interesting or yeah. Like, have the original. Remember at the end of Rent Live when they brought out the original Broadway cast Crying. of Rent and we just sobbed our face Honestly, off? if Jody Benson sang Part of Your World, I probably would have had a different opinion of the entire broadcast. It would have changed me completely. <laughs> would have been crying by the end. Somebody else that was in this hybrid musical movie was John Samos as, what's his name? Le Poisson? No. Was that the song? That's the song. Chef Louis? Louis. No. Yeah. I mean, clearly it was very memorable yes, for us. who knows? I don't know. He, actually, I did enjoy that moment. Because the, there were these kids that were dressed as crabs, and I honestly loved every so single cute. second of it. There was a moment when they were stuffing them with I don't even know what, and they were just, like, running around, and he was chasing them with a knife, and I was really enjoying that. <laughs> but there was a moment, and I don't know if you caught it, at the end, he got flour thrown in his face. Yeah. And I don't know if he knew that it was coming, because <laughs> when they went to commercial, yeah. they showed the backstage and mm -hmm. he was coughing and Queen Latifah was like miming that it was in his throat and his face was just like not happy about it. We fast it. forwarded through commercials. We were not watching these. <laughs> I watched it because I thought it was going to be like Grease Live and they did these like fun little things happening backstage. Not no. fun. Just John was <laughs> choking on flour backstage. It's very valuable. Very important yeah. to watch. Honestly just back to Graham Phillips for two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Even my mom said her, his was her favorite performance of the whole thing she said because it was most unexpected she's like I know you guys know I'm like we sing along to him every day of our lives we've all day got a little more homework day. to do <laughs> but he his voice was very strong yeah I felt and he looked like very prince like okay this is another thing how old is the prince supposed to be in the movie I know you asked this the cartoon looks like he's how in his 30s he's supposed to be I assume she was like 16, 18-ish, like a teenager. Like every other Disney princess. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I feel like Aurora is older for some reason. I don't know. I just We don't need to get into that. Like, <laughs> she's she's still young. Like, her dad doesn't want her to leave yet. So I imagine she's like a teenager. I just, maybe that's a case of animation 30 yes, they, years ago this is was true, just different like, than now. Because like be. anime Graham Phillips, he would be a great Yes, Disney he would prince. look pretty much basically like that. Like... <laughs> He like I think it was a good face match. He looks like a Disney prince, but this prince looks like thirty five. Graham's Phillips is twenty six. You know, I guess that's good prince age. I don't know. He should be getting married. I guess I don't know how princes work. <laughs> Graham Phillips, if you're ever listening to this podcast and you're single, Steph is waiting. <laughs> Tweet me. 
<laughs> at off to be way podcast the yeah. number two yeah but other than Graham Phillips I do want to touch on the fact that everybody that is saying that they didn't think that this was advertised properly it was fully laid out Disney put out a statement saying that this was in 2017 the wonderful world of Disney the little mermaid live at the time on October 3rd that will meld Disney's animated classic The Little Mermaid with live musical performances in a live action slash animation hybrid presentation. That is what we got. Yes, it, de- it technically was, but there was just not... I really just thought there would be more live. I agree. The original articles said that it was supposed to be a split 50-50, but then it also makes me think that are there not that many songs in The Little no, Mermaid? No, there's not that many songs. There's Which I guess four songs, and they like, added, plus like reprises and, and they stuff. added two Broadway yeah, songs. they added some Broadway songs. But yeah, I, I think because there was really only Ariel, Eric, Ursula, I was about to say Shaggy, Sebastian, <laughs> the chef, Louie, is that it? Yeah, that was all the characters that we got to know. So because we only saw... And, sorry, the narrator. Oh, yeah, and Amber Riley as MC slash narrator. Oh, wait, but all of the sisters were also people for, like, one Yes, but they were just, like, the dancers. Okay, so six actors didn't feel like six actors in that two hours. I don't know. There was no, like, big wow moment. I think they were missing their big wow moment. They needed a finale. Yes, instead of just walking in a circle. It was just not what I expected. And it's also not what the internet expected. So I feel like we should read some of our favorite tweets. Tweets. One of my favorite tweets. I do not know the pronunciation of this account. So I will spell it. At L-O-C-E-I-M. Tweeted. During If Only. I know this song is from the musical. Not the movie. But it's a dumb choice. Period. In all caps. She doesn't have a voice right now. Who thought this was smart? (laughs) This tweet is about John Stamos' performance. It says, this new Jesse and the Ripper song is unlike any of their old stuff, but I'm still a fan. As a big Full House fan, that yeah. got me. That I appreciated that. Andy Mientis had some really great tweets. One of them that I particularly loved was, Queen Latifah killed that, and I need her Madame Morble now. Thanks. She would be a great Madame Morble. <laughs> she would be a good Madame Morble. Maybe in like five years, but she would be amazing. That's our fan cast for the Wicked We're movie. ready. This one from OK Wills, at OK Wills, says... So they gave Queen a whole eight tentacles for Ursula, but couldn't send Shaggy out with at least two lobster claws. I was really upset about this the entire show. Especially when the entire audience got lobster claws. (laughs) And you're like, Shaggy's got nothing. Also, not a tweet, but a shout out to Shara, who's a huge Little Mermaid fan. She was severely disappointed by this performance and loved the dog. I feel like that's basically the sum of her. We love Bagel, too. Yeah. Graham Phillips, Bagel. Top two performances. Then we go Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. Flounder at the bottom. Flounder, flounder, like, no. There was also a tweet that was amazing. And then there was a response. And then there was a response <laughs> to the tweet. So I'm just going to read all of that. At Andy Swift tweeted, Ariel is easily the most selfish princess in the Disney pantheon. Conveniently forgets an entire concert, turns her back on her family, nearly gets everyone killed, and is rewarded with everything she wants. No consequences. We stand. <laughs> Someone then responded, saying, she's not selfish, she's a teenager, and then went on to discuss all of this, and Andy Swift responded, are you her publicist? <laughs> I've never been a mermaid princess, but if, there, but if I was the star of a concert, I don't think I'd forget to be there. <laughs> I mean... Truly Ariel, 16 years old, forgetting her own concert, just combing her hair with a fork. (laughs) 
having a grand old time. Her entire family is waiting for her. All of the she can't even deign to show up. <laughs> I think honestly, general consensus of this entire production is that it made us just want to watch the movie. Little Mermaid is underrated. Movie. It's so good. That being said, I feel like Little Mermaid is one of those shows that people feel like they need to redo all of the time. There is a live action movie right. that's coming out. Starring not Harry Styles. Unfortunately. <laughs> we don't know who Prince Eric is. By the time this comes out, I don't know. I've heard they're like testing a bunch of guys like right now this week as we speak. Yeah. So maybe it'll be out soon. Halle Bailey is playing Ariel. And so I think she's quite an interesting choice. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. I think that's a great choice. Yeah. Is this not a Lin-Manuel Miranda project? I believe Lin-Manuel is involved in it. His son is named Sebastian after Sebastian. Oh my God, amazing. I went to try and find some sort of release date for this and all it says is that it's in pre-production. There's no They're taking their time. I hope they're like really working on it. Making figuring out why this needs to be created. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Disney live actions. I didn't love Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen The Lion King, but I haven't heard great things about it. I've seen none of them, so. I just, I love the classics to stay as classics. By remaking them, it doesn't take anything away from the old projects, but I think with media in general nowadays, a a lot of the question is, why does this exist? Yeah. And so many of these, for me, are, why does this exist? And if you don't have a good answer to that, I just don't see the purpose in putting that into the world or creating that art into the world or spending that much time on it. Like Disney, why did this exist? I think that is basically all of my thoughts and your thoughts on The Little Mermaid Live. It was, for me, a waste of time. (laughs) For you, it was fine. It was joy. I don't know. (laughs) So for me, and this leads into what we do every single episode, which is our obsessions... I mean, let me just throw to that now. It's time for our Obsessions of the Week. I think that the next musical that Disney needs to film is Finding Nemo the Musical. My obsession <laughs> this week is the best song from that musical, which plays at Animal Kingdom. Steph, you know it. Go with the flow. I just think that is a show that is at a Disney park, and it was amazing. It was honestly so good. It's only 45 minutes, which bless. (laughs) But that show and the actors is, I have seen all three Disney Broadway musicals, Lion King, Frozen, Aladdin, that are currently playing on Broadway, and that show could easily slot in with all of them. It was amazing. It's so, it's true. It's so tight. It's so strong. So strong. That song was a wow moment in the theater. Yes. The cast recording is good, but the guy who we saw do it in person was so much better. Just picture, I mean, I picture it almost daily, (laughs) but Crush from Finding Nemo, multiply him by 20. He's massive. And this actor sits on top of him and just sings his heart out. And it just brought 
so much joy and that is what I wanted from this so Disney please take my suggestion (laughs) and film that production and just put it out there for the world because everybody needs to enjoy Finding Nemo the musical as we have enjoyed it in the big blue world. <laughs> this is also kind of a spoiler because we are going to be doing a Disney musicals episode. And let's be honest, we're going to talk about Finding Nemo again. Mm-hmm. But for this week, Go With The Flow is my obsession. It's so great. My obsession is... My obsession this whole episode, honestly. And also, it's a combined obsession because I've talked about Jason Robert Brown music as Forever. obsessions. Like, for many, many episodes. Uh, Songs for a New World and Bridges of Madison County have both been my obsessions. So we're taking a trip to 13 the Musical, the finale, A Little More Homework, sung by my boyfriend and yours, <laughs> Graham Phillips. I'm a little bit older, a little bit stronger, a little bit smarter, a little bit. Day turns to day, turns to day, turns to day, turns to day. This is a great song. I sang this with my choir in oh, wow. grade <laughs> 11 at like a Winterfest concert. We sang a little more homework. Also, Steph and I had a car sing along. We recently last did week have a car sing along. That to this song. I did record us singing. Oh, no. So enjoy this clip. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to lead. I'm trying to learn what is true. We should just film ourselves at all times. <laughs> so embarrassing and yet oh very- I'm recording right now <laughs> <laughs> to save this for later <laughs> a little more homework we all have a little more homework I was saving this for not this episode, but it just turns out that we didn't know that Graham Phillips would be the star of this production and the star of our lives in general. I so. honestly listened this morning while getting ready for work to that song three times in a row. It's a great song. It's one so good. He sounds great on it. I feel like when he recorded that cast recording, his voice was like just breaking. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he sounds like a baby. Yeah. And then Ariana Grande just comes in, day turns to day, and she's... She's like a side character ensemble member, but they gave her the like riff part in the finale because they're like, this girl's got a great voice. And also this girl's going to be a star. And she is. And she is so good in that song. And it's just like emotional. Like I listen to it and cry sometimes. The other song from that musical is What It Means to Be a Friend. Amazing. I was listening to that on the drive over to recording. I cried. <laughs> like James Robert Brown just writes great songs. For real though, for anybody that hasn't listened to 13, it's an amazing show like I've seen it as a non-professional production when I was in high school and I had never heard any of the music before loved it then downloaded all of it and as we've talked about we watched the a little more homework music video it's so cute when they're getting ready to record it it's just it's a real life musical for a teenager Mm -hmm. and that doesn't really exist it captures what teenagers seem to actually be like and what they're struggling with and they're 13 years old and dealing with social pressures, pressure from their family. You know, it's like when you're just starting to be in control of your life, but you're really not in control of anything because you're still yeah. a kid and you're dealing with all of these emotions and everything's heightened and it just, it captures it so well. And I just, I think I love his voice on it. And I also think that song is great. Mm-hmm. And I just, this is just, it gets me. <laughs> a 13 Stan podcast. 13. <laughs> we love it. I'm really proud of a tweet from the Little Mermaid Live. Also to do with Graham Phillips. Also to do with Graham Phillips. Everything. To keep the obsession just going. Everything in my life right now. My name is Prince Eric. 
I live at 24 Plains Drive, Appleton, Indiana. I'm 13 years old, and I'm just getting started. I was really proud of this tweet, guys. <laughs> Steph sent this in our group chat as I'm workshopping this, and I immediately responded, tweet that now, in all caps. There was no workshop needed. It was perfect the way that it was. I was like trying to figure out where does Prince Eric live? Where can I, what can I like sub in? But yeah. We just left it. I want everyone to retweet it, like it. Yeah. And we loved live tweeting The Little Mermaid live the we, other night. We did. It was honestly super fun. It was also fun... <laughs> If you would tweet something and I would react to your tweet and just like reading everybody's thoughts in general was super fun. We love hearing feedback and tweeting all of this stuff all the time. So if you do want to tweet us, you can follow us at off 2 Way podcast. That's with the number two. You can also follow us on Instagram at the same handle. And you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, Google Play, and Apple iTunes. And we will see you next time. Bye. My name is Evan Goldman. I live at 24 Plains Drive, Appleton, Indiana. I'm 13 years old, and I'm just getting started. Thank you.